Are you there, girl? Yes. Miss Lady B, are you here? Yes, Miss G, I am. How are you? I'm great. Fabulous. I'm so glad that you joined me on my very, this is my very first podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And uh, today, we're going to be talking about the pros and the cons of raising children and what that entails. Um, I know it's a lot of people that may be listening, may be interested in something like this, because parenting is not and has never been an easy task. And I mean, you're a mom, so like, I mean, first of all, you know, what's required of us as a parent to have a connection with our children. It is the value of our connection that determines how well they listen to us, accept our limits and values, and cooperate. So just with that being said, I mean, can you expound on some of that? Well, I feel that as far as what is required to raise children, it takes a whole lot of patience and understanding. I agree. <laughs> I agree 100%. Yes. But go ahead, go ahead. I mean, because sometimes you actually have to take a step back and understand where they are coming from. You have to have a lot of patience when they're sick or when they don't understand things or when they just choose not to do things the way you tell them to. Yeah, that that could be very challenging. And not to mention that, you know, there's because even though we may think that we are raising our children alone, we're not. Because, you know, they're exposed to family members. They're exposed to, uh, you know, public, public settings, the schools, you know, and uh, doctor's offices and things like that. And who's to say where children pick up a lot of stuff? Like, mostly, we love it is at home, right? But... Oh, yes. It always starts at home. Yes, most definitely. But at the same time, we know that you know, if our children go and spend a night somewhere with friends, you know, or, or they're hanging out, that whatever they're being exposed to is going to definitely be in the, a part of maybe sometimes and maybe not. You know, they may come to us and inquire about it and, and ask us, well, well, mom, what is this? And what is that? And why do people do this? And why do people do that? Because... It's, it struck something in them and they, they wanted to understand it a little better, you know, and they inquire. They, they, we're just there. We're just like, we're there to give them information. We're there to guide them. We're there to lead them through this, this journey of life that eventually one day they'll be on their own 
and they have to make decisions. So it's also very interesting, you know, when you think about it. And could this be this, you know, just this topic alone is is such a broad topic, you know, because that could cover so many different things, you know, and you have people out here that, you know, for whatever reason, they don't give birth to a child, but they raise it, you know, and even though I gave birth to three children, I still, you know, that neither one of them came with instructions. <laughs> And and each and each and every one of my children had different characters, you know. I could not treat one the same way I treated the other, or I could not respond to one the same way I, I responded to the other. So and that being said, you know, what is the uh is there any advice that you could give to a parent that is raising a child and I'm calling them a parent because they have that title as raising a child not to say they gave birth to it they may have adopted this child they may have had to uh, take care of this child because of a family member is unable to and they had to, to step in you know uh, what kind of advice could you give this new parent as to uh what type of experience they're getting ready to to go through it's like you know it could be frightening uh, oh. it could, it could be scary you know yes it, it is it's very scary whether you gave birth to the child or not it's it's a it's a scary situation because you're whatever you decide to do is going to influence this little person's life. Most definitely. Um, the only thing I I say is pay attention. Pay attention. Um, depending on the age, learn the child's personality. Learn what works best for that child because everyone is different. All children are different. One child responds one way and another child may respond another way. You have to pay attention. It's, it's no book that will tell you exactly what to do with a child when they do this or when they act this way or that. They could give suggestions, but everybody responds differently. Yes, I agree with you on that one, 100%. It, especially if you know, if the child is suffering from disabilities or or whatever the case may be, you have to pay attention to how that child responds and their personality. Yes. It requires a lot to be a parent. You have to set yourself aside and focus on them. Yes, it does require. It requires time it requires you being there you know it requires answering all the questions that they ask you and children ask a lot of questions and I I can truly say this from raising three children of my own and 
when they ask questions, whatever the answer is to that question, it's going to affect that child because they're going to take it. They're going to take that, that, that answer and they're going to apply it to their life. So if they're brushed off and, oh, don't ask me now, ask me later. I can't talk right now. I'm busy. I'm... No, 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 no. That can't happen. You have to take time out to answer those questions. Or you need to make a note. Or you need to tell them, hey, right now is not a good time for that question. But we will talk about this later. And you have to keep your word and you have to you have to address whatever that question was that you couldn't talk about at that moment. You have to address it. And it's it's vitally important to address it. But it's like a lot of people don't know. And this this right here is 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 very important, Miss B. And I'm I'm telling you, this is so important because there's people in the world that believe that children should know some things that they shouldn't know, you know? And it's like, where do you draw the line as to what you will explain to this child and if they're ready for it or not? You know, because there were some things that I asked my mom growing up and, you know, she responded as to, you know, I'm, I'm asking about when can I have a boyfriend, you know, and I was probably 11 or 12 years old at that time. Like, how do I have to be to have a boyfriend? You know, she's looking at me like, oh, my gosh, here's this question. You know, I got to deal with this. And she said, well, she said a lot of people, uh, this is what my mom told me. She said a lot of people, you know, start dating, you know, when they're older and they, uh, they're, they've developed or whatever is what she told me and I said wow I guess okay so I'm not old enough to be dating now so I just I let it go and I went on about my little thing playing with my dolls or whatever you know I was doing at the time and mm-hmm. I, didn't think, I didn't think about it anymore because I felt like okay I'm not old enough for this she told me I wasn't ready for it I wasn't old enough I said okay so then that question came in as to uh, well you know, I'm learning that people are having sex and I'm like, okay, mom, so how do I have to be to have sex? (laughs) And that was a doozy on her. I'm sure it was, but you know, she had this laid back demeanor, you know, just, you know, her, her character was so cool and collective. She said, well, you know, she said your body has to be totally developed or it could hurt you or you could be hurt or it could damage you in some kind of way and I was like oh wow so I said well how will I know when my body is you know how will I be when that happens and she said well you'll be probably like around maybe 18 19 20 but you'll know she said I would know I said okay I'll know all right so I didn't bother about sex and I didn't think about it and I didn't worry about it. But when I, I got to that age that she was telling me and, you know, I developed all of these different feelings and stuff, you know, and then I went back to her again and I asked her, but it was just the way she did her parenting with me. 
I respect it, you know, 100%. And I'm, I could truly say that I'm very grateful, you know, to have that mom, <laughs> you know, because, I mean, one thing she taught me was patience. Another thing she taught me was, you know, there's some things that I have to wait for, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of how curious I was, you know, and that I should have patience and I should wait. And because she answered those questions, instead of saying, oh, no, you you ain't having sex and you ain't doing, you know, like I've heard parents say, which would probably <laughs> make, which would probably make the child feel like, okay, well, they're already ready. The parents just saying no. You know what I'm saying? Opposed to right. that, she told me when I'm ready, when my body is developed in a proper way so that I'm not hurt in any kind of way, that would be the best time. So that really, really, really uh, impacted my life. You know, it set, it set me on, you know, a path that was... Uh, that was very positive for me, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I've heard parents say things like, "Oh, that child ain't having sex till I, you know, no, they ain't, they gonna be this and they gonna," and it's like that that child is just feeling like that parent is just being overprotective, and they're taking it the wrong way. So it's like you know. If and what did you tell your child? I mean, I this same method that my mom used for me, you know, I I incorporated that in, in my uh, you know, raising my children, and it, it was it was very as as it was as as successful with my children as it was with me, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so like, I mean, what do you think about that? Like. Again, you know, the personalities and it depends on the parenting because you could actually mold your child's personality as they're coming up. They're still going to venture off their own little way, but you can pretty much set the pavement to, okay, I know I shouldn't do this and I should do this and I should do that. But like... You said the first question, you was about 11 years old. When can I have a boyfriend? My question to that child, which was my question to my children, what do you call a boyfriend? What does a boyfriend do? What What is that? Okay, what, for number one, mama, you asked too many questions. <laughs> I, I need to know what do you what do you think a boyfriend is because a boyfriend could be at that age a boyfriend could be I like playing kickball with him I like playing at recess with him you know that it, 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 that could be a boyfriend yeah yeah but um <clears throat> Now, I need a clear understanding, and yes, I made my kids spell out everything. I need a clear understanding of what you're asking me. When can I have a boyfriend? Well, what do you consider a boyfriend? You, you, you tough mom, Miss G. <laughs> I mean, Miss, Miss B. <laughs> I, I need to know, what do you consider a boyfriend? 
Because abortion could be someone that you that helps you with your math. Abortion could be someone that pushes you on the swing. What do you consider a boyfriend? Okay. Oh, I want to hold and kiss. No, you can't do that yet. <laughs> but why can't they? I, this is what I'm saying, you know. Why can't they? Because you're not mature enough yet. Like your mother told you, you're you're too young. You're not developed yet. You you know, it's it, you're not mature enough for that just yet. You know. Right now, you need to enjoy being a child. And when you get older and you start developing and your mind starts wondering, you start developing feelings for, you know, intimate feelings, not not necessarily sexual, but intimate feelings for someone else, then, you know, Perhaps you may be of age. But, you know, I told my kids, and I have all girls, and I told my kids, "Mm, maybe you could start dating around 16, 17. That does not say that you can have sex, but you, you know, you can hang out at the mall or, you know, something like that. Okay. So you, you told them that it was okay then, but they can only hang I, out. They they can hang out and um nine times out of ten I have to meet the boys' parents. No, I have to meet the boys' parents, period. You're not going to his house, not unless a parent is there, a responsible parent, because some parents are not responsible. That's true. And <laughs> and I want him to come to my house when I'm here. He's not allowed at my house when I'm not here, but I want I want to interact with y'all also because that that will allow me to see the intentions of this young man and the intentions of my daughter. That will allow me to see what's really going on. I'm not going to sit right in their face. You know, I may step in the living room and let them, you know, sit in the dining room or something. You know, but it's it's the responsibility. I'm, yes, I'm allowing privacy to a certain extent, but also I'm also um, watching. Yeah. Keep- yeah. Because at 16, 17, yeah, them hormones are jumping, and you don't you don't want them to be alone too long. <laughs> right, but you know. Uh- with that being said, uh, I raised because you said you have all daughters, which I know you have all daughters. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I have one daughter and two sons, and they never, my sons never asked me about relationships or interacting with the opposite sex in any kind of way, and if they said that they were you know they pretty much didn't even talk about whether they were liking you know or attracted to someone of the opposite sex or anything like that they never came to me with this ever you know and I don't know if their dad talked to them about it 
mm-hmm. not. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't know because, like I said, and it's not like I just kind of blew it over. It just didn't pay. It didn't even bother with it. It was not that because I was concerned about it. And if I knew that they were talking to someone, I, you know, I always taught my sons to be respectful, you know, far as like being, just being, just being respectful. But far as like sex or anything, I I never talked to them about that. And they had a dad, you know, I was, you know, I was married at the time that I was raising my, my children and they had a dad. So I'm, I'm guessing that the dad spoke to them about this and, um, he was pretty good about stuff like that, you know, but that's kind of something that was like, was off limits for me, you know, and I don't, I don't know what other parents experience far as a woman raising sons, you know, if they talk to them about things like that or interact with them on that matter, you know, I can't really say, I don't know, because there was never really a discussion about that, but doesn't mean that it's less important it's even more so important you know and now where I'm at now which I can see why what makes grandparents better why they call them grand (laughs) because they've already raised their children and now the things that they may have not have known raising their own children because they didn't come with instructions you know they have figured out some things and they know how to handle things you know Correct. yeah and so so but that particular topic is uh i am actually so not to cut you off but i am actually so grateful i have three grandsons and my daughter it's a lot of things she do differently the way I than what I did, but she's raising three boys, three young men. Yeah. And if I tell you her parenting, she she's a great mother, but her parenting is a lot different from mine. Yeah. But I respect it because yeah. she's upfront and she's honest. And that's one thing you have to really learn about being a parent. You cannot sit up here and paint these little fantasy worlds for these children. But how far do you go? Because, I mean, like like what I'm saying, children are very sensitive and and delicate. I mean, they there's some things... I mean, everything that human beings learn they learn it from someone else they either see it hear it or you know that's how they learn (laughs) there's no instinct you know we learn everything you know we learn everything so you know it's like she she the way she does is, is she she sets her age group now she started teaching her boys the same way I did my girls at home as all parents should do before they ever hit pre-k or daycare you teach them at home because their first learning is what's going to stick with them the most you start teaching them at home you can't depend on the system to raise your children a lot of parents do it yeah. You start teaching them at home and you start 
like you said, your kids were very respectful. That is foremost, the most important thing you could teach your children is about having respect. Yeah. About respecting other people and having respect for themselves. Yeah, and, and it's, it's also important, you know, that your children learn that regardless to how someone else was raised, if they're not respectful, you know, I mean, they have to know how to deal with that too. Because, you know, I, I taught, I taught when, when my children were in school, they were going to school and they were being picked on or bullied by other children. You know, they would come to me and they needed to understand why these children were acting the way they were acting because it was not in their environment. So that was something out of the ordinary to them because they were raised to be respectful. They were raised to uh, accept the rules and the conditions. You know what I mean? And I mean, you have, when, when they go to school, they learn a lot in school, not only from the teacher or assignments that are given to them in the school, but they're also learning from the other children that are in the school with them. Exactly. And, yes. And, and it's so important to know like what is actually going on in, in the school with the children that they've met, you know, as little friends or just, uh, you know, associates in the class. You know, it, they, I mean, it's a parent has a really big responsibility. I mean, they, they do. It, 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 may, it, it may be looked upon as a, a you know, if a, per, a woman says, well, I'm just a housewife, or, you know, people look, oh, well, she doesn't do anything. She does more than one could imagine. Exactly. But, and, but you have people that multitask, they have one or two jobs. They have the household. They do the cooking, the cleaning, the uh, dressing the children, taking them to school. They, they take care of all the, all the events that are after school events. I mean, it's a full-time job, number one. And then if they have to get up and go to work, it's like, oh my goodness. But you think yeah. about it, all of the time that that parent is at work or both parents in this day and age both parents are at work those children for those hours that they're at work and those children are with someone else or they're at home and they have a babysitter they are being influenced by someone else mm-hmm. they and are see, like, yeah. with, with me I raised my girls by myself for the most part I did so as far as the bullying and all that, my kids experienced that. Uh, yeah. But I and I'm one of those parents that other parents are probably like, oh my God, why did you teach your child that? I taught my kids. I'm raising girls by myself. Yeah. You need to be strong. You have to be strong. And so you know what? Don't take it. Do not let no one push you around. 
Do not. Someone someone hits you in your face, you better get them. And that's the way I taught them. Because I was not going to have my child belittled yeah. when I was around. You, you know, it's really good that you said that. And, and I say that because when my children were growing up and they were in school, I told them, if someone does anything to you, you let the teacher know, you let me know, you let the principal, you let somebody know, you let an adult know, don't fight them back. And I've heard so many times, you know, parents say, oh, you go out there and you fight or they walk them back out there wherever the child was. And, and, you know, and it's like, you better hit them back. And, you know, and it's a big fight. And they teaching them, you know, to protect themselves. And to protect themselves. I, I can truly tell you that it was literally traumatizing to my child to tell this is my oldest son to tell him not to fight back this was traumatizing to him because these other children were very mean and they would hit him hit him in the head and all these things and he would not fight them back because I told him not to and And one thing a lot of people do not understand is that them teachers are not going to promote fighting but they're not going to stop it either but see, now it's, it's, it's illegal it, it's illegal for them to stop it so or get involved but the thing is at some point i had to tell my child well if nobody's uh stepping in if nobody's assisting you do not let this person beat you in the head you know you're gonna have to fight back it, but but like early on, I was saying, don't fight back. And then I had to tell him to fight back because I could see how traumatized he was. He was tra- he was literally traumatized. And, you know, it's like, I don't want to tell my child to go and fight someone, to hit someone, you know. And uh, this one particular time, this boy swung at my son and he blocked it with his, uh, with his forearm. He blocked the, the hit. And when he blocked that boy's head, he he broke a bone in that boy's arm, or that boy broke his uh broke the bone trying to hit my son just that hard, you know. And that that was that was horrible. That that was a horrible thing, you know. And people don't think about when they're fighting that you know even when they're I'm talking about adults now that if they're hitting someone. This person has blood vessels, veins running all through their body. They have organs. Like, that is very harmful to a person to hit them. You know? It is. My my thing is, like, keep your hands to yourself. If we don't agree, we just don't agree. You know? And my thing was to teach my children to respect each other. And there was not a time when one of my children would say, oh, I wanted this and it belonged to the other child, that I would take mm-hmm. that, I would take it from the other child and give it to them. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing exactly. that. And you have to respect that this belongs to them. This is theirs. And you can't have it unless they decide that they want to share it with you. And if they don't want to share it with you, then you have to get your own or you have to forget about it because you're not going to take anything from anybody. And I taught them not to take, and, and that go, and that goes a long way to teach them 
to respect other people's property. It and does. It, it was a big issue with me because, you know, growing up in a house with six <laughs> siblings, I had a little sister that everything that I would get, she wanted it. Mm-hmm. And because she would uh, cry and scream and throw a fit, my mom would say, oh, just give it to her. But it's mine. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was kind of you feel in some type of way, right? You know, and I'm like, well, well, what is the use of giving it to me if it's not mine? If I have to give it away, you know, it, it I have it's it's not mine. Correct. You know how how am I supposed to accept? I, I couldn't accept that. You know, so I said to myself, I will not let this happen if I have children and I raise my children. I'm they're not going to do that it's not going to happen and and Mm -hmm. to this day I can truly say that I kept my word on that for sure if nothing else I kept my word on that period like you know but uh do you have any more words because we're um I I have one thing this I I have a couple of things I want to say as far as bullying bullying Mm -hmm. it's it's horrible. And kids are the cruelest thing on earth. They can be. They they actually can be. Yeah. And I have four girls that I raised. Mm-hmm. And I raised two fighters. I have two fighters. But let me... All of them will fight. But I have two that will knock down, drag out, let's go. But all at the same time, they still have the respect intact because they're not going to start a fight. They will not. They're not going to bully other children. But all at the same time, if you come at them the wrong way, they're going to tell you, don't do it. You don't want to go there. Don't do it again. Leave me alone. And if they continue to push the issue, then yes, my girls are going to fight. Yeah. And, you know, and that's just defending themselves. Because out here in this system, the way this world works, society, these teachers are not stepping in the way they used to. They're well, not stepping in. Well, you well, know why? Because I, I, I understand. I understand yeah. completely. Yeah. But they're not. And we have so many young people that are committing suicide or turning to drugs and alcohol because they don't have the support that they need to thrive, to survive bullying. And the other thing I want to address is parenting because everybody parents their kids differently. It don't mean you're wrong or you're a bad parent or something like that. It depends on what works for that child. Yeah. And your situation. Like I said, me, I was single mom. Defend yourself at all costs. Defend your sister at all costs. That's the way I looked at it. Yeah. You need help? I got you. I'm gonna I'm gonna always protect mine. Yeah. Another thing, as far as the A, when can I have sets, this, that, and the other? I'm going to tell you that I have four girls. I have a 19-year-old that turned 19 today, and she's still a virgin. 
I have a 22 year old that stayed a virgin till she was 21. I have a 30 year old that lost her virginity at the age of 17. I have a 23 year old that lost her virginity at the age of 17. But I only have one child that has babies and that's my 30 year old and she has three boys. Now you have to pay attention to these kids. You have to, because I put two of my children on birth control. And that's that 30 year old and that 20, that, that 24 year old. And they don't use birth control anymore. And we're not having no more babies. Okay. It's all about what works for that child and what works for you and your home. Awesome. You are so awesome, Miss B. I really appreciate you joining me on my first podcast. And it's just, you know, wow. I really appreciate you. Thank you so very much. But, you know, all good things do come to an end. And this podcast is complete. <laughs> You're awesome. Thank you. I am, I enjoyed it, Miss G. Anytime. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that. Um, I hope everyone that's listening I hope you enjoy I hope that this has invoked positive thoughts inspiration and maybe you can help someone else that may be going through something with their family or or children and um, Anchor is an awesome platform and I appreciate the opportunity thank you We'll we'll talk again. <laughs> bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>